Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello guys and welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Bobby Norris and tonight I'm joined by the lovely Summer. Hi, how are you? I'm great, how are you? So good, thank you, so good. Thank you for joining me this evening. Oh my pleasure, it's lovely to be back. How have you been? Oh my God, I've been a busy, busy bee. I have not stopped. I've been working, I don't know, seven days a week now for the past four, four or so months. I'm I'm shattered to say the least, but I'm building my empire, Bobby. I'm I'm headed toward my goal and that's, that's what I'm doing, but I'm working a lot. So yeah. I love I it. A- so I look good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You've got a lovely blow dryer going on, bringing all yeah. the flag. <laughs> and how's the business going? So good. So I now offer um, lashes, so like lash extensions. And uh, yeah, that's really busy. So I do lashes and lips and like filler packages with lash packages. And yeah, it's just really good. It's really good. That's what's making me work six days a week. Until like 10, 11 o'clock at night, I'm like... That's exciting (laughs) stuff though. And when it's something you're really passionate about and you love it, you don't mind throwing your all into it, do you? Yeah, and when it's your own, it's even more, like, just worth it. Because it's your own empire, as opposed to, like, building someone else's. So, yeah, yeah it's great. And I guess it's only going to get busy, especially as Christmas approaches. Everyone's yeah. going to be wanting their Christmas lashes done. Yeah, yeah, Christmas fillers, Christmas lashes. All my girls want nice, big, fluffy lashes. And, yeah, it's just so good. And you meet great people as well. So I've made loads of friends and going out for drinks. So I'll do lashes until like nine o'clock. Then I'll go out for dinner and go for drinks with the girls. It's really good. Lovely. Do you have a favourite treatment to perform, babe? Do you know what? I really love doing lips because I find them so personal. Because like one of the things you look at straight away at someone's face is like their mouth. And um, lips and teeth for me. And so, yeah, I, I love to make them like, make a girl feel even more sexy than they already are. For sure. L- love that. All about women empowerment. We're yeah. here for it. <laughs> here, here. I'm all for it. I'm so excited about tonight's show. We've got two amazing guests joining us. We have got Gemma Luke from Married at First Sight, who was this series. Really excited to find out what's gone down. I've seen a few bits in the press post-show, um, mm-hmm. so it should be a really amazing interview. And then yeah. we are joined by the lovely Joella Noble from Are You The One? So exciting, I can't wait. And then the other showbiz gossip. Oh, it's going to be a good one tonight, Bobby. What has caught your eyes showbiz-wise this week, my love? I'm a celeb. Yes, so we're starting to see people touch down in Brisbane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm very excited. I've seen a few people. Olivia Atwood, for one. I cannot wait to see her. She's brilliant. And who have you got your eye on? There are a couple, because there's like a few people that have been seen, but not everyone's been seen yet. So I don't know 100% who is actually going in yet or... Yeah, so I think ITV never confirmed in advance, but obviously once you're packed arriving at Brisbane, it's kind of obvious what you're doing at this time of year. Um, So I think the only photos I've seen circulating in the press at the moment is Liv, Olivia Atwood, um, Chris Moyles, and... Oh, um, the lady from Coronation Street who plays Eileen, I believe she is called Sue. Little yes. bit of a Corrie legend. Is it yeah. Sue Cleaver? I don't know the surname, but... Yeah, her name. Yeah. Um, so I think they're the three we've seen touchdown so far, but I know that people arrive like 
day here, day there. So they kind of stagger it because obviously they, they want only one celeb on each flight. So you don't say, obviously, who you're going in the jungle with. It's a bit of a giveaway if you're on a plane for 24 hours and you yeah. see someone from Coronation Street sitting opposite you. You're going to be like, oh, you're just, you're just having a couple of weeks in Oz, are you? <laughs> so uh, really exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to see it back in the jungle. I always call it the jungle. I know it's called I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here, but it's a bit of a mouthful, especially with veneers. So I just call it the jungle. And I think ITV did a great job putting it on during the pandemic and yeah. bringing it to Wales for two years. Mm. But I think it's going to be exciting to see everyone back in Australia. Yes, I cannot wait. The original, it's like the, it's just how it has to be done. has to be done. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a, it's a lead up. This is kind of the... It's moments like that in Strictly. They're kind of the two shows that make me know that Christmas is approaching. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like because the weather's so mild at the minute, I, I think it's kind of, even though every other shop's got Christmas trees in at the minute, and it ain't even Halloween yet. I um, know. <laughs> like, literally, I was in a shop the other day. One aisle was all, like, fancy dress stuff, and then one was just, like, ball balls, Christmas trees, advent calendars. I think Christmas I saw advent calendars. Yeah. Back in, like, September. And mm-hmm. I thought, who's got the willpower to have an advent calendar with 24 chocolates in their house from September and they're not going to have at least one before December? Because I'm one of them. I'd sit there watching Netflix and be like, oh, I've got that calendar in the cupboard. Yeah. And um, I'd pop open all 24 windows and smash the lot. <laughs> <laughs> Like one night or two, three won't hurt. Going up to ten won't hurt because they're only like this big, aren't they? So it's not a problem. (laughs) I remember doing that once. I think I was only young to be fair. I weren't an adult. I think I was about five. Um, And my mum and dad got me an advent calendar and it was in my room. And um, yeah, the next morning I'd obviously laid in bed and done all 24 windows. My mum was like, oh, Bobby, no, that's not what you do. It's like one a day, babe. So I, I must have been sat there, probably watching The Little Mermaid, and uh, smashed the lot. Nothing's changed. No, well, yeah, no, me too as well. Same. <laughs> what else has caught your eye, babe? It's been a busy week in showbiz land. Do you know, it really has. Let's talk about Kanye. Oh, yes. So, dropped what? by Adidas, allegedly. Yeah. But do you know what? I don't even think we have to say allegedly anymore. It's confirmed that he's been dropped by Adidas, is not he? Yeah, it has. And, you know, I've always been a fan of Kanye's until recent mm, years, maybe. I'm sick of it. This is controversial, Bobby. But I'm sick of it with people, you know, some, albeit in the public eye, that act and behave in a certain way and never get the consequences for their actions because they behave like they're invincible. They can say and do something publicly, privately, and never, ever, ever get any consequences for their actions and hopefully you know i don't wish them to lose business but rein it in was you surprised to read that adidas has kind of pulled the partnership with yeezy now i don't think i was um i don't think i was shocked to see it i think you know if someone behaves in a certain way for so long you know some the wheels are going to fall off eventually it just is a matter of time but to say and do what he did was just absolutely outrageous, for sure. So I think I read earlier on, I think it was from Forbes, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they've put out an article saying that he's now lost his billionaire status due to, I think, predominantly the Adidas um, collaboration no longer existing. I think mm. 
think they want to quote might be wrong here, but I think it is his worth's gone down to 400 million. Now, let's have it right, it's still a hell of a lot of money. 400 I, million, I mean, I wouldn't mind it, yeah. Not, I think he was. I think it was rumoured that it was worth like 1.3 billion. So in terms of money, even though it's crazy money and crazy figures to even get your head around, that's yeah. a huge, a huge yeah. thing. That is a huge difference. But, you know, he's still got 400 million. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be all right. I he's, think he's, he's <laughs> buy himself a Euros and be happy. <laughs> and I... I'm, Saw that Chloe Kardashian has, has posted something about it. Have you seen that on social media? Stop, no, I haven't. What I've missed that. I think Chloe's come out, and I think Kim have both put put something out there. I think Kim's was saying something that she stands by her Jewish friends and her Jewish fans and followers. Words to that effect. Yeah. Um, and I think Chloe very similar kind of stuff. So the Kardashians have spoken now um, about it. I, I guess it's one of the things that all automatically, especially when someone's been married, like with, with Kim and Kanye, they, they're so associated with each other. I think when yeah. something like this happens, all eyes go on the ex-partner, don't they? Like, well, what, what are you going to say? Especially the Kardashian clan. Yeah, because they're quite a powerful family. So Very. you're all going to go and look at them, aren't you? Like, oh, are one of them going to say anything? And sure enough, they did. <laughs> So I think Chloe has said, I support my Jewish friends and the Jewish people. She's put that on Instagram. Interesting. That's good. So I'm sure Chris Jenner has had a busy couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) And and that family group chat, I bet he's popping off. Uh, I bet it's pinging until early hours of the morning, Bobby. (laughs) I'd love to be funny. It'll fly on the wall in their group chat. God, I'd love to be in that group chat. Imagine. Talking of Christmas approaching, moving on to the next showbiz story that caught my eye, it's rumoured that Katie Price is bringing out a Christmas single. Yeah, I saw that earlier, actually. Um, I'll be interested to see what kind of single she'd be bringing out. Will you be tuning in and listening? The thing is, I think when it comes to Christmas, if you're going to bring a single out, yeah. Christmas is kind of, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's the time of year to do it. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them. Um, And I believe it's a collaboration with a former X Factor star. Yeah. So I'm intrigued. So I think that I'm intrigued to see how it will be. Obviously, we know Katie's brought out some music in in the past. Um, But yeah, Christmas, is she going to be the new Mariah Carey? I would love to see it. And to be fair, Basil Brush is also releasing a Christmas single. So if Basil Brush can do it, I mean, Katie Price is thinking, why not? Yeah, Bobby, I think we should do one. <laughs> Singing ain't my forte. It's no, not but my... Rap- fine. Rapping is mine. Give it a good go. We could give it a good go. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> oh, my gosh, bless. I, I mean, th- things are bad enough for the nation at the minute without listening to me at Christmas. I think they'd just rather listen to Mariah. Oh, I love Mariah's That's Christmas. That's the song that gets me in the mood for Christmas. I mean, it yeah. is, I think, my favourite Christmas song. Um, and, and the minute it plays, even just the beginning of it, when you hear it on the radio, I'm like, it, it, it's what a tune. It's Christmas. Very, yeah. very clever woman. I, I bet she's very glad the day she uh, she wrote that song because I, I think that's made her a couple of quid. <laughs> I bet it has. <laughs> just, just one or two quid. <laughs> it's, I think she's bought herself a few nice handbags with that song. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Oh gosh, so yeah, I, I think we'll well we'll soon find out 
when yep. um, when the singles come out. Wonder mm -hmm. what Basil's is going to be about. Wonder what, what about Kate's is going to be about. Yeah. Have you seen the Vicky Beckham story with the Spice Girls? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't say I'm surprised, though. So she has said that she won't be joining the girls, um, the rest of the Spice Girls, sorry, for a reunion at Glastonbury. Um which I'm yeah. not surprised about. Bearing in mind she yeah. didn't do the last tour. Um, I mean, putting it out there, I was the biggest Spice Boy ever. That is my generation. That is like my, my thing. Like, I, I loved them. Um, mm, I love them. And it's just such a moment in time. Mm. Iconic. I think literally one of the best girl bands, if not the best girl band ever. Yeah, um, yeah. What they achieved in such a relatively small time, really, because it's easy to to think that was around all together a lot longer. But from the beginning to, to Jerry leaving, which I kind of think was the beginning of the end for them, might be a bit controversial to say, but I mean, I, that was my first heartbreak I've ever had when Jerry left the band. Um, oh, I mean, such a sad day, I remember it well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they achieved so much. Um, I mean, I would love to have seen old Vicky be back up there with the other four, giving it yeah. some of room. I've never been Glastonbury, so I probably wouldn't have been there to see it. I would have definitely have tuned in, though, to watch it on the telly. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think she said she'd potentially be up for, you know, there's this whole ABBA one at the moment, but it's all like holograms. Yeah. I think yeah. she said she'd be prepared to do that. Okay. Um, because I guess that it could be pre-recorded, but I think in defence to, to Vix, she is saying she's at a different stage in her life which she to be fair um and she wants to concentrate on her business or she's got the, the huge fashion line she's got a makeup line um yeah. four kids a <laughs> lovely husband yeah, um lovely. so i mean she i think she's 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 a busy girl and yeah. again she's doing all right isn't she mm. yeah i think so she's occupied she she doesn't have the time she doesn't have the time 10, 11 year old Bobby would love to have seen old uh, Vicky up there again, giving it some. But yeah. uh, maybe it's not meant to be. Mm, yeah, true. Did you ever see them in concert when you were younger? I saw them, yes, the first reunion they did, which what year would have that been? So it was when they kind of all come back together. Um, I want to say, was it about 2009, 2010, maybe? Um, I went to see them at the O2 and kind of just live my best life um, you know it's one of them one of them evenings when you're listening to Spice Girls especially if you was a Spice Girls fan yeah. where even though you don't hear that song I mean it, it's not played every day on the radio is it all their albums and their songs but you might not have heard a certain song for months or even years but the minute it's on you know every lyric you're yeah. singing along mm -hmm. and that's what I love about music how it can take you back to a moment in time yeah. where Things were just a little bit more simple. All you had to worry about what you was going to spend your money on in the tuck shop. Did you yeah. ever, babes? Was you a fan of Friends, the sitcom? I I'm actually watching it at the moment for the thousandth Are time. You? I love Friends because every time I watch it, I always see something different that I missed before or humour that I didn't get before. I love, I watched, um, I grew up watching Friends with like my grandparents that loved it. So yeah, it's always on. If there's nothing to watch and I'm bored, especially when we were in lockdown the first time and we had nothing to do and could go nowhere. I was like 20 seasons, like, well, 10 seasons and 20 episodes each bloody 
like season, I'm on it. So I smashed it, loved it. Big it's fan. It's like that moment in time, kind of like the Spice Girls thing, isn't it? and it probably yeah. coincided together a chunk of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember it, uh, and I think there will still be channels it's on now, but it, it used to just constantly, whatever time of day, I want to say it was E4 it was always on, but there was a channel. You could pretty much always put the telly on and see an episode of Friends. Yeah, yeah. But one of them shows, that even if you've seen an episode eight times, 12 times, yeah. you can sit and watch it again. But you're yeah. so right, watching it with uh, more of an adult brain, because we were probably a bit younger when it first came out, mm. just things you might have missed or just went over our heads. Yeah. Um, when we was innocent and knee-eye to a grasshopper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I, I was, cause obviously, I, I loved it like you and um, was really intrigued that Matthew Perry's revealed that he crushed badly on Jennifer Aniston. Now, I mean, I'm not surprised about that because I think even for about three days, I had a crush on Jennifer Aniston. Very quickly moved on to Brad Pitt, though. I ain't going to lie. Shocker. Um, but yet, I mean, the hair, the Rachel hair. Yeah. Um, just, just iconic. But... Um, Old Jen turned him down. He asked her out and she turned him down. Can you imagine how awkward filming must have been? Oh, God, yeah, can you imagine <laughs> turning up? Yeah, I know. Oh. It's how when I see someone that's asked me for a date and I'm like, oh, my God, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> okay, and you're like, hey, fucking, oh, my, run. So let alone filming with someone. And can especially you... in a cast of, like, six yeah, well, it's not like it's like a huge show where there's a lot more cast. You're going to be doing film scenes together all the time, all day, every day, and living in yeah. each other's pockets. Um, so I guess they overcome that pretty quickly because yeah, well, I mean, maybe that's just a huge testament to how amazing they both are at acting. But never yeah. picked up on it ever being awkward. So no. no, but I love when you kind of hear them little nuggets of things from yesteryear. Yeah. Uh, when it's a show you used to love. Yeah. Because um, I think Friends at the reunion, when I'd seen clips and stuff, I think that um, Ross came, I love it, I'm calling, I'm, I'm literally in Friends and <laughs> I'm calling him Ross. David <laughs> had come out and said that even him and Jen had a moment, I think early on in recording of the series, that mm. um, there was kind of like a, a mutual attraction between them both. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't think they ever acted on it. Do you not think? Well, I don't think they... Com- he, he didn't confirm they'd acted on it, I don't think. But whether they did or didn't, but that almost makes it, again, does it become really awkward if something's happened and then you've got to go to work the next day and it, it ain't quite worked out. Same, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, these are the things we'll never, ever know. No. But the rest of history, Brad Pitt come along... Um, oh. Well, I mean, we love a little bit of bread. Oh, beautiful. Not the outcome of that, Team nope. Aniston. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> before I get myself in any trouble, um, <laughs> anything else catch your eye? Do you know, I can't think of anything else at this moment. There's been so much that my brain is full of lots of, like, the Vicky Beckham, Kanye, the... the uh, awards the other day like there's a lot going on in my it's brain all been going on have you heard all... about the james court the james Corden situation oh yeah i briefly touched upon that earlier or the other day Sorry. so what's your thoughts on that 
I'm not 100% in like full knowledge about that. So you're going to have to fill me in. Well, it had been alleged by a restaurant manager that James, let's say, had it been the nicest to one of the waiting staff when they brought the wrong order to his wife. Um, so the manager of the restaurant put on Twitter, basically, you're bored. Um, don't come back. Um, yeah, so, like names and shames on Twitter. Um, oh, but God, James man. contacted the restaurant. I don't think he tweeted him. I think he picked up the phone and called him, or he might have turned up there. Don't know. Just assume him. Um, Apologised. And then the manager attracted and said, like, basically, you're not banned anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think James Calden has explained and touched upon it on his Late Late Show over in the States. Um, oh. So, yeah, it, but it just shows, doesn't it? it? It's one of them things that social media now, it's so big that <laughs> a, a restaurant manager, I don't kind of know why the manager at the time didn't, go over and have this conversation before he'd left and why he'd gone to social media. But this is the thing with showbiz, we never know the ins and outs of it. We just didn't talk about it. Yeah, here to just like watch it all go off. But I think how you treat waiters and waitresses tells you a lot about yourself. You know, shit happens in a restaurant. I've worked in a restaurant and I've worked in a bar. Shit happens. Sometimes, you know, you serve someone the wrong food or you serve someone the wrong drink. Normal people go, you know, you're hungry and you want your food or your drink but I think more of the story is you just need to be nice like especially if it's busy I don't know I'm not I'm not saying nothing too much but I hate it when people do that I need to catch up and fight sorry my love I was gonna say it's not great the manager taking it to social media but he must have taken social media with you know a mega purpose because how we don't know did James behave in such a really bad way or was the manager seeing an opportunity where he could just slam slam a celebrity you never the thing you never know and that's why it's kind of always hard when something like this happens Mm -hmm. it's I think it's really hard to to almost take sides not that anyone's saying take sides but you know what I mean because you don't know what's gone on or what the situation was um But I've been intrigued. I haven't actually seen the clip of James referencing it or talking about it since, so I would like to see that. But mm. I mean, I, I'm the biggest fan of Gavin and Stacey, so I don't know if yeah. it's just me. You know, when um, someone that you love or admire their work and stuff, it, it's just never nice when you read something. Do you know what I mean? I'm a bit like, oh, yeah. I that. But it's really hard to, to, to know the ins and outs of it. But the fact is not barred anymore. Is all good, and it shows that everything's everything's all good over all in uh, New York. Yeah, yeah, I do like his show. You know, when he has like the celebs going on, he's very funny. So funny, yeah, I love a little bit of the James Corden. Yeah, especially on his show, he's very funny. I um, I think great chat there. Absolutely loved loved our little showbiz roundup. I believe our first guest is here. Let's get in the lovely Gemma Luke. Hello, You're in your bed as well. Yeah, I'm in bed. <laughs> I was just reading my, um, reading my IKEA instructions and seeing what else I can do to ruin this chest of drawers. <laughs> that I'm in the middle of building. I find it the hardest thing to do. And funny enough, we talk about um, 
like furniture and, and putting it all together because I heard on the radio today they reckon that DIY is something that's oh the really number one breakup for, call no it meant to be really good for reducing anxiety and stress now for me it's the complete opposite <laughs> I never understand the instructions and within about 12 minutes I'm so over it me too so it definitely don't reduce my anxiety or stress oh I'm not enjoying this I'm just thinking why did I pay 250 pounds for a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> it's huge it's, yeah it's it's my it's massive set of drawers and I did cheat because my best friend works for me and she says she's the queen of flat pack furniture so I brought her home because we finished work early to help me. And I kind of just sat and watched. And now she's gone home and I'm left with like trying to figure out whilst I haven't really watched what she's done, how to do it properly. So it's all it's all going to shit. Oh, bless your heart. So flat pack aside, what have you been up to, Jim? Um, so I kind of just slipped back into my old life, if I'm honest. Um, I've just, uh, I, I've been quite anxious. So I've been like a little bit like nervous of the attention. I don't know how you handled it with like um, the only way is Essex and stuff like that, but it's it's like quite concerning that how your life can change and people really do believe that the, the edit was the real set of circumstance or like a real reflection of what's gone on. So it's been quite difficult, um, but just get slip back into work really. How do you feel about the edit? I take it you've watched it all back. I have now, yeah. Um, I'm, I've been very upset about it because um, watching the wedding, like on the wedding day, a lot of people were like, you two are the same person. You know, like the crudeness, the comments, the, the banter, like it was part of a greater conversation. And to see that his um, contribution towards that conversation was edited out to paint me in, uh, in a certain light was really difficult to take. Um, and then for E4 to release a statement to say it's a true reflection of the day. Well, that's just not true. Have you spoke to production since? Because I, I hear that you, you recently spoke about there not being any aftercare post-show and stuff like that. So what's oh, the no, 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 the aftercare, the af no. The aftercare has been really good. I haven't had a problem with the aftercare. Okay. It's just um, what I said was like, it's frustrating that they're like, let's fuck your life up or mess your life up and then let's give you aftercare because that's not constructive. You can't just put people through these stressful situations and create characters and versions of people that don't exist and then go, here's counselling and here's welfare. Just don't think that that's, that's helpful at all. And I don't think that that's, um, that was portrayed in any part of like what we were going in for. And was that predominantly the, the wedding day that you feel was edited like that, or every episode post that? No, um, there was a narrative throughout to portray you in a certain way? I think that was in the beginning. Um, I think my only upset with the edit moving forward was that Matt was very protected by Channel 4. He, there was a lot, there's been a lot hidden, like a lot. Um, and although people are watching it and they're going, oh my God, like actually maybe it's, it's going a different way. Actually, if you had seen the extent and that could have been, there was a lot of things that were important to me that were shown that were cut out at important times. Like things that he said and things that he did that really showed what I was going through and they were edited out and it was almost like everything was on me, even though I'm watching that, reliving it and, and thinking, well, why? why am I getting this shit when he should be sort of, people should be saying, why did you say that when he, it was just edited out? 
So has the whole experience kind of left you regretting it now? Um, I would, yeah, I would say I definitely regret it, but I think it's difficult that I didn't see it like a TV show, and I think that was my problem. Um, I really didn't see it. I was such a fangirl of the whole experiment, and I really believed it existed. And to me, it does. It just doesn't exist. And I know that some of the couples were genuine matches, and they went in and they had an easy time. But Matt and I were told different things from the beginning. You know, he was brought in three weeks before, and I was brought in six months. So to be told, for me, you're going to meet the love of your life and for him to be told you're coming for a TV show, we're set up to fail from the beginning and it's like, we're just, we were just sold different narratives of what actually happened. Gosh. And how did that come back? Had you spoke to him then? Did he turn around and say, I was told this is solely just a TV show? Had you had them conversations privately? Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, and he also said that on the couch. Like, when we left, he was like, um, when he st he'd stayed with Whitney, he was like, how the hell am I supposed to know how this process works when you guys called me three weeks ago and said you're coming on a TV show? Um, and the producers did say, like, we've... Um, one of the producers that I'm still friends with said to me that Matt actually said he had no intentions of ever getting married outside this experiment, and marriage was really important to me. So it was... And to hear that from a producer, like, since, because she was like trying to defend him a little bit I thought well actually that's kind of like showing the true colours of the whole situation yeah so I guess that's kind of difficult and if you've applied for the experiment actually wanting to get married and to make it work and have a relationship yeah. marriage and then to hear that the person you're married to was never on the same page yeah it's difficult because I went in I went in with this like journal and I like tried to compare it to like my grandparents and I was so committed and if, and if anything probably a little bit too committed um and I think I just set myself up for hurt and ne it never even crossed my mind that I would possibly be meeting someone for tv and for entertainment it really I just I kind of just believed the edit that I've seen of reality tv I've always believed it and I think there's a lot of people out there that still do um which is, I just want to take things further. And I want to like, um, I don't feel like going any further with Channel 4 will get me anywhere, but I do think there's things that I could do in the House of Parliament, like change, like a change.org. Like with Towie and Made in Chelsea, like saying like some scenes are created for drama. Like why don't they say some scenes are edited for drama? Because they are. Like things are edited out to create these dramatic scenes and dramatic storylines. And I just think if that was said, then it would help with like trolling and protect a lot more people that go on to shows like this and protect the viewers and know that that's not entirely exactly as it happened. Do you think there's other couples that was on your series that had gone into it just seeing it as a TV show? Or oh, was yeah. everyone, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. everyone doesn't, <laughs> I'm intrigued because I I think as, as years go on, I'm intrigued how many people generally want to meet the one and get married and who wants the TV opportunity? See, yeah, I just, because I'm on my own with my children and they're, they're always like, because they're with me full time and they see daddy only does, uh, manages to do like four days a month. I just thought, well, if I do this, I get to commit 100% of my time to, to somebody that they've matched me to, like for amazing reasons. Um. And I just thought I could take my kids out of the equation and do it all properly. So it never crossed my mind. And like it upset me a few times when a few people mentioned like, well, most everyone's here for TV. I was like, no, they're not because I'm not. So it's like a lot of people would have done it for exposure. And, and that's like fair if that's what you've gone for. But then there's what if your match isn't? Mm. 
Yeah. That's like that's something you've got to ask yourself. Like morally, are you hurting somebody who's committed themselves and letting it unfold on national television for people to judge? Like the press are brutal as well. Like I've been torn apart on the press, and that's because certain words have been cut out, or certain things when I've defended myself that's been cut out. So that's been a that narrative has been allowed to be portrayed, which you know, there are people saying, why didn't you stick up for yourself? Well, you are. So it's just like, I never comprehended that I could be made into this character for TV. So just shows that if your eyes aren't open, it can really backfire. Jim, I wanted to ask you, so I can kind of, because you know, it's like when you're <laughs> things, you want to speak to someone direct. So whilst I've got you, and it can't be read differently, You've recently spoke about having a passionate night with former Married at First Sight. I did. Well, it was Bob, it, yeah, a passionate weekend, Bobby. Tell me more. Spill the tea, James. So, um, yeah, so I messaged Bob when I got out of the experiment and said, you know, like, um, I've just got out of series two. Um, the same things happened to me as happened to you. We're not supposed to message each other. We're, not, we're under NDAs. I don't give a flying monkeys about all that. Um, but I just <laughs> right. messaged him and I said, so I heard from Channel 4 that Bob was supposed to be my match. So um, and I've not said that before either to um, uh, to any anyone. But um, I got told by Welfare that we actually put Bob forward as your match and Channel 4 overruled it and said it was lazy casting. Um, so M Bob was going to be... And I just thought, couldn't this have worked out really well if Bob had been my match? So um, I messaged him and we got talking and I was like, you know, you would have been my perfect match. And he was like, well, let's go on a date. So, yeah, we spent like a weekend, like he lives a few hours away. So I traveled and ended up, we like stayed together for the whole weekend. And it was a really nice time, but I just kind of felt like he wanted to party a bit and I'm not. So we've ended up staying friends, but he kind of wants to party and like go out and do stuff like that. And I don't, I just want to like be with my kids and the dogs. <laughs> So what did you get up to on your weekends? Did you, you, went, <laughs> you, you stayed at his? Yeah, my favourite hobbies. Passionate hobby. weekends. Yeah, my favourite hobbies: eating and shagging. Oh, and was it a good shag? It was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> that that's why it become a not. That was why it was a weekend and not one night. Then was it exactly? That would have been. That would have been a um, early return ticket if it had been shit, wouldn't it? <laughs> but you've kind of you've, you've just both left it now you both had a lovely weekend of shagging but now it's what just rains. yeah we've spoken a few times since but um I, I think it really hasn't changed the the reason why I said it wasn't going to work which was that he still wants to like party and that and I understand why because he's younger than me and um you know he hasn't got children but I've got the boys and I've got the dogs and I've got the business and I'm very a home I'm very much a home bird and I like, I like, I, I'm always with my friends and my family and I just need to be here and I just need someone to kind of fit in. And it's a lot to ask from somebody else to fit in with your life. Mm. How old was he? Um, I think he was 27 and I was 31. I'm still 31, but yeah, um, yeah, I think he's 27. Yeah, so, and we know it's like dog years and cat years, like men and women are like... <laughs> totally polar opposites, aren't they? Totally different. Um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter the age, like, it's still got loads of catching up to do. <laughs> yeah, and then you go, like, I just think there's just, there's just no nice age of a man. They're just mostly arseholes. There isn't, like, a magic number. No, and you know what? I, I don't know if you, like, since leaving the show, have you, do you struggle to date? Do you know what? It's been the kiss of death. The kiss I... of death. When you're in the public eye, like, when you've <laughs> been in the papers, like, all the nice guys that used to message me, and I was like, my... 
dick requests in my messages were unreal. And now it's like all the mingers. And I'm like, oh, yeah, honestly, I find dating guys really hard on the best of days. So hard. And I just feel like, like you, you're attracting people that either want like Instagram followers. Yeah. Mm, it, or, or they're just like, they're, they're kind of like in infatuation with a version of you that doesn't exist that they've seen in the press. Mm-hmm. And like, I get guys message me and they're like, you filthy bitch and all this sort of stuff. Like, I would have given it to you. And I'm like, because you've seen an edit that Channel 4 have created, like you yeah. think that there's only one layer to me and you think that I lead with sex. And although that might be true on some level, it's whether we feel comfortable in like giving that version of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think blue tick tick slide into the the DMs, Jim. I, I, yeah, I went on a date with a footballer who's not a very high league footballer. But do you know what? Who is it? I don't. I do know what you wouldn't even know me, and you wouldn't. But he was literally so self obsessed, like boring bragging about how, what he said to me do you need to drink to have fun do you and I was like oh my god just let me drink my crony and eat my roast dinner <laughs> next with no judgment but um uh, no not really like I think most of the blue ticks have been like women that have been like just women that like women like I'm such a girl's girl and I hate that anyone could think anything different but um I think that's one thing I have come out with is that people knowing you've got a voice that's heard and like a voice that can be important. And I just want to use it to like make people feel good, especially gingers summer, because um, there's so many redheads out there that think there's so many girls that message me and say, you've inspired me to like go back to my natural color or like go ginger. Yeah. I'm naturally like probably a little bit more yours. Yeah. I love it. We I love go- it. I'll be messaging you after this. We should go for drinks. Red we should go for drinks. Or can you uh, Except all the boys would stay away from us because they'd be terrified. <laughs> I think all the nice guys are just scared. Like, but if you if you if you can't, you know, take on a fiery redhead, you haven't got the balls to do it. Like to do the job. Exactly. So. I just think people like it's just the the, the the intentions. Like, you don't you question everyone's intentions now? Yeah, I I'm and you breathe weirdly and you're off. Like I'm so. I've had a toxic relationship and my my checklist for red flags is absolutely everything that I should have gone, oh, oh my God, you know. Yeah, no. Never entertained it. So no, if there's a red flag or dodgy. Exactly, like don't sit and make a scarf out of red flags, like just wave that red flag and get out of there. But I yeah, felt like, honestly, I've, I felt like with the experiment, like I run away at the first red flag. So I wanted to fix that in myself, but I've realized there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with running away. Because one day someone will do something to annoy you and it's not a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Like red flags aren't, yeah, no, no. You recently opened up an OnlyFans account. How's that going? And what made you want to do it? Love it. I'm in the 0.7%. What does that mean? Fill me in. Okay. So the whole website being like 100%, I'm in the top 0.7%, which is like, the oh, top wow. people that are in it and I can't I'm like I cannot is, is that done by followers or earnings or like that by earnings I'm incredible you're smashing it then oh my god I must have done about 15 grand in 25 days wow oh my I know. serious dough to be made are you two on it no, no. you're an idiot you're an idiot as soon as like the sun star everyone hears about it you've got free advertisement 
true. So what kind of, I mean, obviously I've heard of what OnlyFans is and I've got a rough idea, but what kind of stuff are you posting up there? What, what's your profile? Um, to be fair, like posting, it's just like underwear and like maybe a bit of boob, but it, it's like you make your money on like the pay-per-view. So you'll do like custom videos for people and it just depends on what you feel comfortable with. And sometimes you'll get a vibe of somebody that you're talking to and you're not comfortable you know like taking it further with them like sending them stuff and also like you've just got to be careful because you don't know who you're talking to you don't know if anyone's local like you have to be a bit guarded and I have children but I have absolutely no issue with the adult entertainment industry or people being people shouldn't be ashamed of being involved with it so I was quite happy for it to like be in the papers and I just thought I said to my friend if they don't catch on to me being on OnlyFans, you're going to have to go to the press. And they, <laughs> they were straight on it. And it's been, it's been the best, like, the best thing that could have happened was OnlyFans <laughs> coming out of this situation for me. It's nothing I haven't done on Tinder for free for 10 years. So <laughs> if I can make money from it, um, then I'm happy to. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if, you, if, you, yeah, if you're 15 grand richer already, do you know what I mean? Exactly. And that's in, what did and you say? That's in what, a few weeks? Yeah, and I didn't even know how to use it before. So, um, yeah, now at least I know how to use it now. <laughs> so you're finding your way with it now? Yeah, I just think it's... Um, I just... I'd say, like, after the sort of novelty wears off, it just becomes, like, another job. Like, it's just something that you're just doing to earn money, which um, I think no-one should be ashamed of. And uh, I just think if you're happy to do it and you're happy to take the risk of, like, you know, leaks or anything like that, then you should definitely do it, but... I just don't think there's anything to be ashamed of with it. I think it's really exciting. Does it take a lot of your time? Um, I think it gives us takes as much time as you let it, but yeah. I will just check it like a few times a day and then maybe like be on it for like an hour in the evening. So for like that many hours. Um, and it's taken the pressure off of my business, like because times are hard after COVID and times are hard because we're going into a recession to be able to like have that money and go, it doesn't matter if the salon takes a little bit of a while to build up from all of these factors. Like, that is just, like, a gift I couldn't even have imagined being given. And it's all because people want to see pictures of my tits, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Good on you. I love it. Absolutely. You're so right, though. I think people shouldn't be ashamed. Do you know no, what I mean? Because I, it sounds like people I've spoken to and interviewed before that are on that platform um, find it quite liberating. Yeah. And really yeah, enjoy doing it. So yeah. And like you say, cost of living crisis, blimey, the way electricity is going at the minute and food shopping and stuff. Oh my God, I know, I know. I don't know how you're supposed to afford to drink a bottle of wine every day if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got to ask you, babe, is this true? Because I've read about it, um, but I wanted to ask you just to confirm. Yeah. Is it true that you've confirmed that you're not going to be taking part in the Christmas reunion special? So I was cast. Um, there wasn't very many people cast. There was, Matt wasn't actually asked, I was. Um, but I was cast and I cancelled on them about um, about a month ago. When I saw the first edits coming out, I told Channel 4 I will not work with them. Um, an agent that I was going to work with, she said like, you know, make up with them, I can get you celebs go dating. And I was like, I don't want to do reality TV. It eats you alive. I'm not built for it. People think I'm built for it, but I'm not. And I didn't sign up for that. So um, I cancelled on them. Um, and it's already been filmed anyway, so um, that's already been and gone. And from what I hear, it was just as toxic as Married at First Sight, so I'm glad that I didn't. And how did they take it when you pulled out and you said you didn't want to work with them? 
Um, to be honest, they didn't really say a lot. Bob kept saying to me, because he was going to be, if I went, he was going to be cast, but because I wasn't, he wasn't asked. Um, but he kept saying to me, like, make up with Channel 4, like, let's go and do it, like, it'll be fun. And I was like, absolutely not. But to be honest, there was such a great a conversation going on of, like, the whole edit and me saying, you know, there were, like, things that were said when I was in there and I wasn't taken seriously. So that, that was, like, a part of a bigger conversation. So I felt like we kind of brushed over the Christmas special. But, um, but yeah, I was, I was cast onto it and it's, it's just not for me. Like, reality TV is... I don't know how you've done as much as you've done and come out and been so strong because... It's fucking horrible. Ten years was a long time of doing How it. How have you come out and, like, <laughs> just, you're still a person, like, you're still doing amazing. I just think even one TV show, and I'm like, it just breaks you, like, it really does, especially if that's not why you go. I'm glad you're feeling better in yourself, though, do you know what I mean? And you, you found, you're, yeah. you're, enjoying, you're enjoying business, you're enjoying your OnlyFans and stuff, you seem in a good place. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Jim. Thank you for having me. Kind of clear everything up and kind of get to speak to you personally about it. No, it's been really nice, and I can go back to building my drawers now. <laughs> oh, best of luck with that, babes. <laughs> I wish you luck. Take Thank care. you so much, Bobby. Bye. Bye, Jim. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Summer. See you later. Bye, Bye darling. Bye, Bless her. I do not feel um, like I would want to be doing that Chester George right now at all. Oh, no, but if you I can don't do envy her one bit. I no. hate flat pack furniture. Oh no, I hate it. She definitely needs a glass of wine. <laughs> the Bless only her ready for another guest, Summer? Yes, bring them on. Let's do it. Let's get the lovely Joella in. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. You're so welcome, babes. And you're what so have beautiful. You been up to so beautiful. Don't make me blush. We just started. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Han, what have you been up to? Busy, busy babe. Oh my gosh. Um, do you know what? When people ask me that, sometimes I just get mind blank because it's like, it's so I'm much at the moment. It's just really difficult to keep up. But like my, the things that's like my ultimate favourite right now, I'm doing my throwback party show on BBC One Extra and BBC Sounds. And that's like old school hip hop and R&B. And that's just my vibe. So... <laughs> You cannot beat a bit of old school R&B. I used to be a garage boy as well. R&B and garage. Oh, I love that. And you, you can't beat that music. No, do you know what it is? Because I was raised in New York as well. I really miss like the garage era in yeah. England. So I had like my older brothers and sisters to really like put me on. Like they put me on to like the early grime music, definitely garage music, definitely like so solid vibes. They put me on to TN, TN trainers. Like we weren't really wearing those in New York at the time. But um, but yeah, I, I definitely was able to have a crash course in English culture before I actually came back to England, like as a proper teenager. If you don't mind me, how old are you? Um, Is that rude to ask? So I'm just intrigued. The only reason I ask before you before you have before you answer, you don't have to answer. The only reason I ask is because I'm intrigued because I wonder if why I kind of love my old school R and being old school girls is because I was at that age. That's when I kind of started going out and getting into music. And I was kind of like, well, I won't say what age I was. Obviously, legally 18 when I started going out. Obviously, <laughs> but it, it goes. It's, I think it takes me back to that era when you start first going out. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. do you know what? Of, 
age question. Um, is that your era of R&B? Is that what you started listening to and going out to? No, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I like songs that I was way too young to be liking. Like, I was singing Escape Little Secret, which is talking about an affair and your girl doesn't have to know. I was singing that at five years old, you know? <laughs> I was rapping all of Eminem's lyrics, all of Jay-Z lyrics, all of Cameron lyrics. And I was like 11. I wasn't going out. I was just chilling with my <laughs> friends, but I was a gangster and that's the truth of it, you know? So I have to really acknowledge that about myself. <laughs> that's so, but ain't that the innocence of being, you know, when you're singing, I mean, even when you think of singing to like a virgin, and I remember running around singing that when I was five or six years old, like it, it's, lyrics they don't have any meaning you just obviously love the song didn't that and then as you get older you kind of like oh blimey but then I also <laughs> think I must have known I had older brothers and sisters who were significantly older than me like my uh, sister from my mum and dad who's the closest to my age is six years older than me so you know when I was five she was 11 knowing stuff and then my other sister was 13 and then my brothers were like 15 and 17 so they were they knew things so I feel like I knew things but I just liked to pretend that I didn't or maybe I was smart enough them aging to just pretend that I didn't pretend I was innocent. <laughs> love that smart smart cookie <laughs> but I can't not ask you about are you the one which aired this summer so for those who are listening that might not have watched it it's on Paramount Plus can you explain to people what the premise is, babes? Yeah, so it's um, it's like a dating show and a game show all in one. You've got 20 <laughs> beautiful singles, 10 boys, 10 girls, and they're, they're there to find their perfect match, basically. There's one perfect match for each person, and they have to figure it out. Um, the only thing that kind of helps them is that they do challenges and they get to go on these dates. And then the people who didn't go on the dates, they, they vote who gets to go in this truth booth. And the truth booth is where you know for a fact if you're a perfect match or not. And then at the end of the show, You've got a match-up ceremony at the end of each show. You've got a match-up ceremony. They all pick who they think their perfect match is. And then up to 10 beams of light come up to signify each perfect match. So if you've got two beams of light, then there's only two perfect matches, but we don't know who the perfect matches actually are. Such a great idea for a show. There's a lot of strategy involved. And you know what? I was obsessed with the American version of the show. Yes. From when that came out so to be able to do this version is just honestly it was such an honor to be asked to do that and to actually go through the process of like doing the match-up ceremonies and the truth booth and being in the truth booth and, and around the house was so cool mm. can you spill the tea on any spoilers hun well i think it's i think the season's finished now on mtv but you can Watch it on Paramount Plus. You it's can. behind the scenes secrets that oh, we might not have seen. We're talking T2. <laughs> you know what? I can't. There's a couple things that I was told, right? So every morning we'd get like a debrief on all the gossip that's been going on. And there's a couple things that I was told that never made it onto the show. And I thought it would make it onto the show. And I don't want to say it because it is pretty juicy and I feel like it might even like 
disturb some kind of peace, you know, and I don't want to be the reason to disturb any kind of peace out here. But um, but there was definitely behind the scenes action happening. But I think you got most of the real juice in front of the screen. And have they told you if it's coming back for another series yet? I don't know. I know they love it, though. I'm sure it will. It's got to. I hope yeah. so. Have you have you guys watched it? Seen bits of it, but it's want to binge it. Do you know what I mean? I've seen yeah. bits of both, but it's one of them perfect ones where you want the episode again straight after. I think we watch yeah. TV so different now, don't we? Like One episode ain't enough for me and wait a week. I need to be able to do the lot till three in the morning. Yeah, especially with um like these sort of shows as well. Like if it's like a dating, like or reality kind of show, I kind of just want to know ASAP, really. Um, with TV show, with other TV shows like drama shows, I kind of want to wait. Like if it's like House yeah. of the Dragon, I kind of want to wait for that to be honest. But yesterday I was watching The Mole on Netflix, and I've gone up to like episode seven out of ten. I probably will finish the rest tonight. Love, Love that. that. <laughs> so you're a binger as well, then, on certain things. Yeah, like I, I choose it. I'm very picky with what I want to binge and what I don't want to binge. Like, I really want to binge Married at First Sight. I've never seen it. Well, I have, but just like clips, right? Everyone's going on about it. But the episodes are so long. Yeah. And, and it's, there's so many of them that you, you, you'd, you'd be up for three days. Yeah, like, yeah. How, how do people do it? <laughs> Honestly, I want to try. <laughs> I, I wonder, literally, you, you look at the time, and you look at your phone and you think, oh, gosh, it, it's getting late now. I should probably go up and you think, right, one more episode. And then it ends, especially if it's kind of dating or certain reality. And I'm like, oh, do you know what? One more, one more. <laughs> and then before you know it, it it's, it's three in the morning. You're like, shit, I'm setting an alarm for seven here. Exactly. exactly. We're doing an all-nighter on the Netflix. Exactly. <laughs> I love it, though. <laughs> Do you have any other projects coming up that you can discuss? Um, That I can discuss. What can I discuss? Well, I'm working on my own project at the moment. I can't tell you too much about it, but I'm really excited about it. It's, like, music-based, but also like delving a bit deeper into people's lives, like people that I really admire and respect. Um, mm -hmm. I can't, I don't, I'm not sure exactly when it's coming out, to be honest, but I'm working on it. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I've been doing a lot of stuff with DAZONE, DAZONE Boxing. So I don't know if you've seen, but uh, Misfits Boxing and DAZONE have these, this series called X-Series. The first one was KSI is like heavily involved, you know, it's really the reason but um the first one he was fighting he had two fights in one night so that's kind of like opened up a new love of presenting for boxing whereas I never I had never done that before that event and I've done it twice now so I feel like there'll be more like boxing things on the cards and um of course you know I did the Lionesses live in July for the women's Euros so I feel like football as well you know you always see me doing a little bit of football here and there. How did you feel when when they won the Euros? Oh my gosh, genuinely it probably felt like like I won, like I was part of the team because it was a month 
we didn't know how long we were really going to be there, but we set it up for a month in the team hotel. So this is where the team was actually based when they were in London. And um, <clears throat> every match, it was like, oh, tomorrow might be the last day, you know? And then it's like week after week after week, they're just winning, they're smashing it. And obviously I'm getting to know the girls throughout it. And we've got a live show every single day on the England channel. Um, so it was such an experience for me, such an opportunity for growth. And yeah, when they won, I was just overwhelmed, honestly. Like I genuinely felt like I was part of, I still feel like I'm a part of that team. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, what an amazing achievement. And I think it, it was so needed, especially with everything everyone's been through the last couple of years, just, just the madness of it. We're at such a point, I think, now where something like that, people had to sit up and listen. Do you know what I mean? And how many girls are inspired now to think, I can play football, I can do sports, I can do that. Yeah. And, and quite rightly so. Why has it took till 2022? Yeah, and it's like, you don't even have to do this thing professionally, by the way. No. Like, you can actually, just the same way the boys are doing up football and PE, like, we can do that too. You don't have to, but know that you can do that. And if you don't want that sport, maybe, like, another sport, you know, it will be will interest you. I think it's important, like, mentally, physically as well. Like, it's... it. You know, you, if you're a person that like goes to the gym or does sports on a regular basis, you know that feeling, you know uh, the the rush you get from that and, and how uplifted and positive you feel after a session. So mm. um, I feel like it's, it's, it's a form of therapy, genuinely, for me anyway, when I do get up and uh, go to the gym or do some <laughs> I feel great. I feel like such a good person. I've been trying <laughs> to my life with these <laughs> I mean, to see how many schools sit up and listen to that now, because, I mean, throwing back to when I was at school, boys, we had to do football or rugby, and girls was hockey or netball. Now, um, I think any, do whatever sport you want to do. Why, why is there only two each, and why can they not be, why, why do you have to fall into not being able to do the one you want to do? Yeah, it's me, weird. That makes no sense. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. And it's like playing into these gender stereotypes that we're trying so hard to get away from. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the progression. Like I uh, hosted an event for Puma and Nikita Paris not too long ago, some weeks ago. She was she's a scouser, she was raised in Liverpool and she used to go to this um, community centre, which is like so small and, and humble, but the heart, the love that fills up those walls is so beautiful. So to be able to go and host the opening of a pitch that wow. she, you know, made happen with Puma, a football pitch, I feel like that's like a, definitely a step in the right direction, especially considering that's a, a woman player who's done that as well. Um, but yeah, I just, I just hope it keeps going and, you know, more people feel inspired. Absolutely. And babe, you're smashing it and you keep going, girl, because we love you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. It was so nice to have you on and to have a chat. Oh, I've loved it, honestly. Thank you so much for having you're, me. You're so welcome, babe, anytime. Take care, my love. Take Bye. care, guys. Bye. 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 Bless her. She's so lovely. It was so lovely and so beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. She's a woman with many talents. Fact. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, what a lovely show. Yeah, I love that. Lots of gossip, lots of controversial things and uh, lots of lovely guests or two lovely guests, but you know. <laughs>
And that's what we're all about. That's what we love. A li little bit of a goss, little bit yeah. of uh, tea spilling. I'm intrigued to know what went on behind the scenes that she couldn't mention. Hey, I'll be DMing her after, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and let me know what she says. I'll be DMing you. <laughs> oh, well, lovely show. Thanks again for joining me while Stephen's been away summer. Oh, my pleasure. I always love co-hosting with you guys. So thanks for having me on. You're so welcome, my love. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll be back next week. Take care.